Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of World of Wallace and Gromit, the podcast. Today's episode is a bonus episode, and we're going to be looking at Nick Park's latest feature film, Early Man. Specially requested by Gromit and ThomasFan01 over on Instagram. I hope you all enjoy it. Released in January 2018, the film Early Man was animated in true Ardman stop-motion style and told the story of a Stone Age tribe who have to defend their land from Bronze Age invaders by winning a football match. Certainly an original plot. Wallace and Gromit creator Nick Park had been interested in doing a prehistoric film for some time, and the idea of contrasting cavemen with the origins of football certainly appealed to his sense of humour. How many other prehistoric sports films do you know? The original title for the film was going to be Early Man United, a play on words deviating from Man United, as in Manchester United Football Club. But unfortunately, it had to be shortened to just Early Man because of rights issues. Bit of a shame, really. The main character is a teenage caveman, about 15 years old, called Doug, voiced by Eddie Redmayne, who has a pet wild boar named Hognob, who was actually voiced by Nick Park himself. The Stone Age tribe that Doug is part of lives in a peaceful valley, but not that far away from a Bronze Age metropolis of industry, where technology is a bit more advanced than in Doug's tribe, and the people certainly see themselves as far superior to the Stone Age people. They also have a massive football stadium and a team of top-quality players. The ruler of this city is Lord Nooth, voiced by Tom Hiddlestone, a wealth and power-hungry man keen to invade the Stone Age Valley where Doug's tribe live to expand his realm and mine for metal to increase his wealth. Not keen on this idea, the Stone Age tribe end up challenging Lord Nooth and his team Rael Bronzio to a game of football to settle the ownership. Lord Nooth's certain he would be victorious and could collect money from admissions in the process. Only trouble is, the Stone Age tribe have never played football although they do find out later that their ancestors were the ones who invented the game, they still have a big challenge on their hands if they want to keep their home. Luckily, Doug meets Guna, a skilled Bronze Age footballer banned from playing for being a girl. Voiced by Maisie Williams, she helps get Doug and his tribe ready for the match and plays with them, finally finding a way to be able to play on the sacred turf. Will her teaching be enough to turn this bumbling group of cavemen and women into champions capable of defeating the best players money can buy? Or will they lose and be forced to work down Lord Nooth's mine? I won't spoil any more of the story, but it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it already. The ideas for the story had been in Nick Park's and writer Mark Burton's minds for a long time, but it wasn't until May 2016 that production started. This was Nick's third feature film that he'd directed, and was the largest production to date in Aardman's history. As a result, Nick had to spend a lot of time directing the voice actors, at the same time as refining the story, with screenwriters Mark Burton, John O'Farrell and James Higginson. This meant he didn't have time to do the usual director's task of overseeing the animation process, so Merlin Crossingham and Will Beecher were brought in to help manage the animation side of things. At the peak of production, a massive 33 animators were working on it, and the team was 150 people strong. Not a small project at all. With up to 40 units working at the same time, each animating different bits of the film, lots of identical puppets were needed. 
In all, 274 puppets were made over two and a half years by 23 different model makers. Bearing in mind it took 10 weeks to make a single puppet, planning and coordination were crucial to deliver the film on time. As well as the characters, 3,000 interchangeable mouths were needed, as well as 60 trees for the forest, the Bronze Age city, and an enormous gladiatorial football stadium. Unlike many early Wallace and Gromit films, there were quite a lot of effects used in this film, especially for the crowd in the stadium, as if they actually built it for real, it would have needed to be much bigger than the studio itself. However, the audio for the crowd did actually come from recording a crowd at the Memorial Stadium, the home of the Bristol Rovers. I went to see this film in the cinema when it first came out, and I must admit, whilst I was, as usual, very impressed by Aardman's animation and comic style, I was a little underwhelmed and didn't think the story was that great when compared to the other films like Chicken Run or Curse of the Were-Rabbit. However, having recently watched it again, I think that perhaps I was expecting something a little closer to that of Wallace and Gromit, relatable but with imaginative quirks, as it was a film created by the same person. Whilst they both came from the mind of Nick Park, Early Man is very different and I don't think you can compare them in the same way. Upon watching it again, the story still feels quite random, but in a way that's well-structured and can be taken seriously. We have good guys, bad guys, puns, film references, a good mix of characters and a strong central purpose to the story, all set in a crazy prehistoric world where you have giant ducks and hogs playing football. In a way, it kind of reminded me of Rudyard Kipling's Just So stories, imaginative reasons for explaining why things are as they are. Just as the armadillo came from blending tortoises and hedgehogs, why couldn't football have been born from a truncated isohedron-shaped asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs and people started kicking? The soundtrack to the film was mostly composed by Harry Gregson Williams, who also worked on Chicken Run, Flushed Away and Arthur Christmas, amongst many other films, and Tom Howell. The New Hope Club band also wrote an original song for the film called Good Day, which is played at the very start of the film, when we're first introduced to the tribe. Like all of Aardman's creations, we see plenty of other film references incorporated into Early Man, some more subtle than others. A nod to Ray Harryhausen's dinosaurs is in the very first sequence of the film, and later references are made to Gladiator, Die Hard, Jurassic Park and the Flintstones. We even get a return of some cheeky rabbits from The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, albeit a little more prehistoric this time. It has to be said, one of the most impressive things is just how many football references they've managed to squeeze into 87 minutes. Unfortunately, the film was not received quite as enthusiastically as Nick Park's previous films, only grossing $54 million at the box office against a budget of $50 million. And up to this point, Aardman feature films usually took in at least $100 million at the box office. Whilst it did decently in Britain, it was not so great in the United States, a big factor being the number of massive blockbusters released at the same time. However, that didn't stop it from being nominated for several awards, and it won the British Independent Film Award for Best Effects. Nick has always maintained that he doesn't do what he does for money, he creates films that he can be proud of. So despite the box office disappointment, Early Man was still a film to be proud of. 
One of my favourite things about the film was the very funny relationship between Lord Nuth and Queen Ofifa, who he serves under, voiced by Miriam Margals. A relationship that's often between Nuth and the Queen's mimicking message bird, voiced by Rob Brydon. Your premiership. So what if the Queen finds out? That old crow? She doesn't know what goes on out here. And <laughs> luckily... <laughs> Delivering message? Your football nest. It's a message bird. Uh, well, go on, make it. <coughs> Hello? Hello? How do you use this message bird thing? It's the queen. Nooth? Nooth? Perhaps she's heard about the game. Of course she hasn't heard about the game. I've heard about the game. You, arranging a football match against a bunch of savages? You idiot! It's very easy to compare this film with other Aardman ones, simply because their style is so recognisable. But personally, I found it a much more entertaining film once I stopped looking for the parallels and just appreciated it for what it is. It's not Wallace and Gromit, but it's still a quality film in its own right. All's well that ends well, that's what I say. Well, that's the end of this bonus episode. Bit of a shorter one today, but I hope you found it interesting and perhaps inspired you to give Early Man a watch. Do give the podcast a like and leave a review if your listening platform allows. And if you have a Wallace and Gromit topic which you'd like to know more about, I'd love to hear from you. Either email worldofwallaceandgromit at gmail.com or message the Instagram account at World of Wallace and Gromit. Until next time, goodbye. From me, from Gromit, from Arj. Au revoir, chaps.